Hello and welcome. I'm Steph Fleeton, and this is Spirited Hearts, the podcast, where we discuss parenting, motherhood, natural learning, homeschooling, and early childhood education. I'm so excited you are here. This is an aware space for you to listen and reflect. So please feel free to grab a cup of tea and get comfy as we explore all these live topics, both with myself and at times beautiful guests from the Spirited Hearts community and beyond. Welcome to the very first episode of Spirited Hearts, the podcast. This is something I have wanted to do for many years and I'm so excited to finally launch this into the world. For this very first episode, I will be telling you who I am, what I do, how Spirited Hearts evolved, and giving you little snippets of my story. There is much to unpack, so I have future episodes planned to delve deeper into some of the topics I will touch on today. My story starts in the Southern Highlands in New South Wales, which is where I was born and raised. It's located halfway between Canberra and Sydney. While I was a child, I was often labeled as too quiet, something that I did allow to become part of my identity for years. Since then, I've done a lot of inner work and I've realized that I'm not too quiet. I just have more of a resonance with holding space and deeply listening to other people share their stories. It was this natural state of holding space that led me to explore psychology and so when I left high school I moved out of home to Wollongong and I started my psychology degree. I did enjoy it for the most parts especially developmental psychology which really set off my interest in working with children and child development, neuroscience, brain development. I was nearing the end of my second year and I decided I didn't want to be a registered psychologist so I just finished my three years to get the degree. My main reason was because I felt that my calling was a little bit different. I didn't like how they put people into boxes and chapters in a textbook and had all these different labels for them. I do know that has a place in people's understanding of children and even adults. My own elder son has a few diagnoses. I'm not disregarding that at all. I'm more saying that it wasn't my calling. After I finished my degree, I went and did some more qualifications in holistic counseling, which resonated with me on a deeper level and so for the next few years I pursued holistic counseling. Then I fell pregnant for the first time and it was during the end of my second trimester that my husband and I went and did a calm birth workshop which we loved and we got a little booklet. A couple of weeks later I actually read the booklet. At the back there was a few essays and one of those essays was about aware parenting and it was written by Marion Rose. I resonated with it from the very first paragraph and I continued to read it and I was literally jumping with joy and telling my husband I found it I found it this version of parenting that I want to put into practice because I had in my mind and my heart and my soul what I wanted to bring to my parenting and then to actually discover that it was here and it's been here for decades was just truly amazing. So I started reading the essay to my husband and he resonated with it from the first paragraph as well. I went and 
had a look at Marion's website at the time. I read all her articles. I ordered all of Aletha Salter's books. So Aletha Salter is the developmental psychologist who founded Aware Parenting, the Aware Parenting Institute, which is based in California. And there are Aware Parenting instructors around the world. And so I ordered the four books that she had at that time, the time I was pregnant with my first son. They didn't arrive until my son was about two weeks old. And so I remember breastfeeding him or holding him while he was sleeping and just using my other hand to hold the book and trying to read it all as quickly as possible and then going back and really taking all of it in so that I could put all the aware parenting tools into practice from the very beginning. The books were amazing and I've reread them many, many, many times. They have so many underlines and notes in them. They're one of my most read books. I am going to talk more about my journey into aware parenting in another episode, but because I loved aware parenting so much, I became an aware parenting instructor at the beginning of 2016 and have been ever since. Rewind slightly one year and in 2015, my husband and I decided to open up a family daycare in Canberra, which is where we were living at the time. This was focused on the principles and practices of aware parenting. Now, I will be completely honest with you. I have never stepped into a childcare center in my entire life. I wasn't sent to a childcare center. I was truly blessed to be able to call my grandparents house my second home and it was where my siblings and I went before we started school it's where we went after school it's where we went during our holidays for our entire childhood I did go to preschool I went to a public primary school and even though I do have my qualification which is a diploma in early childhood education and care I did all my practical components at my own family daycare. So even then I have still not set foot into a childcare center. All of what I know about childcare centers is from parents actually coming to me with children who have big feelings and trauma based on their experiences in childcare and listening in mother's groups to the trauma that children would come home with and how that child's behavior and who they were seemingly changed overnight and parents were distraught and there was just so much stress and so my husband and I were just like we need to open our own at home place where children have it's essentially a home away from home it's not a center it doesn't have all the bright colors and all these toys everywhere. It looks like a home and there are resources and those resources are designed to meet each individual child's needs. And we cycle through all these different resources based on the child's needs at any one time and that it's an extension of a village. So the family is their core and then we are an extension of that as part of their village. It's warm, it's welcoming, it's homely. It is the most emotionally supportive place a child can be outside of their own home or in some instances where it is a bit more difficult for a parent to provide that emotional support. It is the main emotional support they get. And so we started this in early 2015 and we are still going really strong today. My mum actually works with me now. She moved to Queensland at the beginning of the year and she has qualifications in counselling and a lot of experience with people with mental illnesses and she was a lifeline telephone counsellor for years. 
she works with me because we want to keep our ratio of children low but we still want to provide them with the best emotionally supportive environment that we possibly can so that's why we have two educators even though we still have the same ratio as if there was one of us in 2016 I also started Mama's Sacred Circle I wanted to bring the same emotionally supportive unconditionally loving accepting understanding environment that I brought to children to their mums because without a mum who has her cup full and overflowing with joy and all her needs met and her feeling emotionally supported it's much harder for you to follow that through and parent your children so mama's sacred circle was born and I run monthly circles with that even now listening circles which offer support and nurturing to mums so that they can parent better and fill up their own cups and meet their own needs It was also in 2016 that I fell pregnant with my second child. Now, this is where things went downhill for a few years. So when I was pregnant with my second child, I was diagnosed with hyperemesis gravidarum. I think that's how you pronounce it. I just say HG for short or what Kate Middleton had through her pregnancies. It was the most horrendous experience of my entire life. There were days where I literally felt it would be easier to die because I felt that ill. At the beginning of my second trimester, I was hospitalized for four days because my electrolytes were so out of balance and I lost 10 kilos in two weeks because I just couldn't eat or drink anything. So it was a really hard time. And during this time, my husband stepped up as the primary educator in our family daycare. I had more of a supportive role And thankfully, all our families were so supportive and understanding. And we ended 2016 with the birth of our second son, where we were living, which was a rental, where we were operating our family daycare. The landlord decided to renovate and sell the house. So we moved in with my parents and it was here my husband decided to have a career change. So he joined the army, which is something he was always interested in since he was 18. And he decided to join with my full support because he felt it would help with his confidence and his personal growth. I'm not one to hold anyone back from their personal growth. So he had my full blessing. The only issue was, was another challenge of 2017 was the fact I had to solo parent for seven months with a three-year-old and a newborn baby, which was quite challenging. I felt so much better though, compared to the previous year. As soon as my second child was born, all the nausea just disappeared instantly. I felt so much healthier physically. 2017 was an emotionally draining year parenting I did have the support of my family though which I'm truly grateful for and at the end of 2017 my husband got his first posting to Queensland and that's where we've been ever since and we love it once we moved here I finally thought things might settle down after 2016 and after 2017 But unfortunately, they did not because at the beginning of 2018, my younger son, who was who had just turned one, got diagnosis that changed our lives for the next four years. He was diagnosed with a very rare, potentially life threatening blood disorder. And this is an episode I plan on doing in the future because I know there are many parents out there who have children with 
medical conditions and they're really struggling. You might be practicing aware parenting or you might not, but I found that the aware parenting tools really, really helped myself and my children cope through some of these really challenging times. I spent hours and hours, days even, in emergency rooms and hospitals. My son had to be held down while he got cannulas and routine blood tests. It was a very traumatic experience for him and myself. That has required a lot of inner work and we're still both healing from that, even though that journey started over four years ago. Thankfully, outgrew this condition almost two years ago and we're still healing from it now. And that's our journey and I'm going to detail that journey and how we're healing using aware parenting in a future episode. With all that, we come to us relaunching our independent natural learning haven. We've been doing that for two years now. It's amazing. The reason we went independent was because the national regulations regarding early childhood education and care, there were some things that we didn't agree with that are very outdated, especially when you look at the scientific research in child development. The policies really do need to be updated and unfortunately they're still being enforced. We decided to go independent and create our own policies and procedures based on current research, based on our own experience and observations, based on feedback from every single family that we've ever had over the last seven years in that we are the most emotionally supportive environment that a child can go to outside of their own home. That is something I'm so truly passionate about. That's one aspect of what I do is my natural learning haven. And that's a name I came up with because I follow a natural learning approach in that it is play-based, child-led. I facilitate and provide the opportunities and resources for each child's individual learning needs and interests and passions so that they can really truly discover who they are and leave here feeling confident and have a really strong foundation going forward into the next chapter of their life. I came up with the word haven at the end of natural learning because to me a haven is a safe place that you can go to And you can truly be who you are. So that's where Natural Learning Haven came from. For the past seven years, I've also been offering my parenting support sessions, which are one-on-one sessions with parents from all over the place, which I do via Zoom. That's to support parents in their parenting journey, either their own personal growth as a parent or if their child's struggling with particular challenges like sleeping, crying, tantrums, feeling overwhelmed and powerless, transitions to new stages of their life such as preschool, school, separations, all these type of things I support parents through. Then I also have my Mama's Sacred Circle which I briefly touched on And I finally have introduced something else I'm really passionate about, but which relates to everything I already do. And that is to mentor early childhood educators in this approach in order to improve and revolutionize early childhood education and care so that children have the best start in their life when parents work or parents choose to send their child to be cared for by another caring adult. It's really important for me that children have access to this environment where they can truly thrive and flourish. 
in the most emotionally supportive environment. And I know I've said emotionally supportive many times, but I'm just very passionate about that. And it's something that isn't focused on enough in childhood education and care. And I know this because I have a qualification in it that did not put much focus on emotional well-being. So I'm offering one-on-one mentoring to educators and that can be in a centre, it can be in an at-home place. It's just to support them in supporting their children that are in their care and it's also supporting them as educators because early childhood educators have a high burnout rate, they have a high turnover, centres have a high turnover. Things need to change both for the educator and for what they bring into that space and for the children that are in their care. This is something I'm really passionate about. My overall theme of what I do is in regards to parenting and early childhood education. The last thing I would like to add is that I also homeschool my own two children based on a natural learning approach. My eldest son did have some time at preschool and some time at the first formal level of schooling. And so I will be talking about homeschooling, our natural learning approach, what that looks like and what my son's experience was when he was at school. That is a brief summary of my story. And I will be going into more aspects of it in future episodes, such as aware parenting, diagnoses, parenting children with a medical condition, going through medical procedures, and so much more. I invite you to reach out and let me know if there's something you'd like me to expand on that was spoken about here, or maybe something that you're struggling with and that you'd like to hear more about. I'm planning on setting up my podcast to alternate between solo episodes and then episodes with guests. So I have an amazing lineup of guests coming. So the first one will be on the very next episode, which I'm so excited about. If you have a guest that you would like to listen to on my podcast, please let me know and I will reach out to them and invite them on my podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have an amazing day.